0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. The government report has revealed that the city's poverty rate has hit a 12 year high. Yikes. Well, the figures were announced uh, the same week when the territory told the most expensive property per square or sold, rather, the most expensive property per square foot in Asia. Plus, could there be light at the end of the tunnel for Hong Kong and China's border to reopen? Let's get the latest now from Claire Huang correspondent, Hong Kong correspondent for The Straits Times. Hello, Claire.
1: Hi, Tim. Always good to talk to you. Of
0: course, yes. It's always nice to hear from you too. Now, let's uh, let's begin with this uh, poverty rate that uh, I just mentioned. There, it's a 12-year high. What's happening there?
1: Well, about one in four or 24% of Hong Kong's 7.4 million population lived in poverty last year. That's the highest number since 2009. Now, the poverty line is set at 50% -hmm. of the median monthly household income before, you know, all your government subsidies, cash handouts, taxation, social welfare. And, um, you know, the Hong Kong Poverty Situation Report uh, for 2020 says that uh, almost half of the increase in the pre-intervention poor population you know uh, last year was from unemployed households and close to three tenths are from working households so if you count um, cash allowances and assistance including housing more than half a million people remained in poverty and that's a poverty rate of almost eight percent now the silver lining is that it's down 88,000 people. Mm-hmm. That's a drop of 1.3 percentage points than in 2019. Still, what was um, quite alarming and worrying was that the poverty rate of youth households with members aged 18 to 29 went up by 2.4% from 2019. So um this time round I think when you compare 2019 and 2020 the cash handout of 10,000 Hong Kong dollars um you know uh helped but the question raised is what happens going forward um and the government has noted that the future poverty situation will depend on factors like when the pandemic uh ends or you know um improves and the local economy recovers both of which are rather uncertain at the moment.
0: Now, you have high poverty rate there in Hong Kong, but on the other side of this one, the most expensive apartment as well was sold in Hong Kong per square foot.
1: That's right. Is it a yes.
0: case of the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer there?
1: It's something like that, yes. But the bells gap has gotten wider. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, you mentioned this Hong Kong apartment. It sold for about 24,000 SING dollars. Per square foot. Per square foot, yes. This is unimaginable in Singapore, I think. Um, Wath Holdings and Nanfeng Development, they sold this apartment at Mount Nicholson. It's Mm. one of the most iconic upscale projects in the city. Um, This apartment is 4,500 square feet. It's built on the peak, you know, a luxury residential area uh, on Hong Kong Island. So it broke a record set. Previously, by uh, CK Asset Holdings, uh, and uh, that was uh, this was a project that was sold nine months ago by Hong Kong tycoon Victor Lee firm. And Polyus uh, International says that the total transactions in the 12 months through June this year came in at um, 12.8 billion Hong Kong dollars. That's more than double the amount a year earlier and this is a sign that the luxury property market is buoyant.
0: Per Huang, Hong Kong correspondent at The Straits Times. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Player official sources also shared some good news for the land border with mainland China between Hong Kong and uh, mainland China. That is, that it could reopen as early as January for quarantine free travel.
1: Yes, Tim. So, um, this timeline has been uh, in the past two weeks, we've got different timelines. Previously, mm. the timeline reported that there could be quarantine-free travel was as early as mid-December. And we know that the officials uh, are gearing towards reopening, but we've never been told exactly when. Um, about a week ago, Chief Executive Kerry Lam told business leaders that she hopes that there could be larger-scale reopening by February. Mm-hmm. Um, so the latest word on it is that Hong Kong's reopening to the mainland uh, and at least initially with Guangdong first, right? Because some of the cities, are, Chinese cities are facing flare-ups uh, of the virus. Right. Um, you know, uh, so the one of the things is that now there are fears that there might be a delay because yesterday Hong Kong recorded five imported cases of which three were crew members. And of them, two of them, Cafe Pacific pilots had gone back into the community and triggered testing orders a frenzy uh, overnight lockdown you know they have the ambush lockdowns of an area um, and a three-day quarantine for more than a hundred students so um, that said if all goes well then um, and there is quarantine free travel between Hong Kong and at least Guangdong for a start then the idea is that up to 1,000 residents uh, every day can travel without having to undergo I- isolation. Right. So officials are still figuring out the details, including the number of confirmed cases or the type of cases that would trigger a suspension of the scheme. But, um, you know, Mrs. Lam has said that, that she's hoping that the trash hole would not be too harsh Um, So, you know, travelers uh, under this scheme will have to have a mainland mobile phone number so that the uh, authorities can contact them um, if they get identified as a confirmed case or a Mm -hmm. close contact. So um, we have also heard that a government advisor has said that Hong Kong could also reopen to the rest of the world by about mid-2022.
0: Mid 2022, that will be far from today when the rest of the world has already started opening up. But as you mentioned, Hong Kong remains one of the cities, one of the international cities with a very, very strict quarantine regime for travelers coming in. And I believe China is the only country left in the world which is trying to pursue a COVID zero policy as well.
1: Yes, that's
0: right. Uh, moving on, uh, because this is a very interesting poll that just came out from a Hong Kong-based uh, poll for journalists uh, saying that many are um, uh, considering leaving the city because of press freedom. Tell us more about this.
1: Well, the Foreign Correspondents' Club in Hong Kong, you know, had a uh, inaugural press freedom survey, and it found that uh, four in five polls that working conditions had declined under the the law, and with more than half saying that they had engaged in self-censorship since the law kicked in. Mm-hmm. So only half of those uh, respondents said they understood where the government's so-called red lines were. Nine out of ten, that's the majority, were concerned about a possible fake news law that is, uh, you know, that uh, is in the works. Eighty-six um, percent have said that it was harder to get sources quoted on the record. Um, there are worries about digital and physical surveillance, among other things. In a nutshell, journalists um, find that the red line um, is shifting, and it creates uncertainty and. You know, people who used to share information freely now clam up. I mean, for myself, I've seen people leaving. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had friends leaving too. So um, that's what uh, it is right now.
0: Well, that's the situation in Hong Kong. Things do still change, so we'll see how it goes. Thank you very much, Claire, for uh, shedding some light on what's happening in the city up there. Hong Kong correspondent Claire Huang.